Have you ever, you know, been with an older woman, Phil? <laughs> I knew I knew you'd start with that. That's, that's all anyone could talk about. With that's this all. This, this whole the, the whole thing. And no. Have you? But Julia is older than me, but you know. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for you to, for me to do that. <laughs> You're waiting for me to bring it up, and I'm waiting for the nice, the yes. nice. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever laid in a waterbed? Uh, it feels like the scene from Airplane. Yeah, where it's like, do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> <laughs> It's really yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, the end of uh was it Return of the Living Dead too? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's strange. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I don't I don't recall if I have. That's a bucket list thing for sure for me. I'm trying to remember, like for some reason that question sparked a weird a weird idea in my head that maybe my mom and dad had a waterbed for a little while, but I don't <laughs> think they did. But I had this weird Maybe it was a family member or something. So maybe, maybe. yes, once I laid down on one. But I, I get terrified of the idea of a waterbed. Why? Because they might pop? Yeah, I've just seen Edward Scissorhands too many times, just like in the middle <laughs> of the night, just pops. And I mean, why put the man with fucking scissors for hands <laughs> in the bedroom with a waterbed? They know what's going to happen. They, they had a pullout couch. <laughs> Well, they don't want him to ruin the couch, man. He's a freak. <laughs> like, putting it lightly. Yeah. He's a gothic nightmare, and you're, like, bringing him to your house, and you're putting him in a waterbed. In your daughter's room. <laughs> There's so many red flags. We don't even, like, talk about the age difference between them. We don't know how old Edward's meant to be. He's is, How long has he been in that crazy cookie mansion with Vincent Price? <laughs> uh, said, oh, man, you you said Edward, and I know that's literally the name of the movie, Edward the Yeah. And I was like, that's my name. I was like, I thought you were suddenly talking about Twilight. <laughs> now, there's an age gap. Whoa, boy, yeah. That's there's a another age, age gap. gap. There's a lot of age gaps, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and um, we'll get to them all. There's an age gap between us. In this new... Nobody talked about that. <laughs> In this new segment called Age, age Gap. gap. <laughs> is it wrong or is it Okay. Is it okay? Or is it nice? <laughs> is it nice? <laughs> Welcome to the Pot Charles Cinecast! Presented by the Prince Charles Cinema and the Breadcrumbs Collective. This is your host, Jonathan Foster, and I am here with my mm, underage boy. <laughs> I'm here with my, my underage under- boy. <laughs> Sorry, that's gross. My fat Bernie. <laughs> fat Bernie boy. Yeah, Fat Bernie boy. All those Sounds names like a hot dog are such like disgusting names. You can tell like they PTA are. is still like such a little disgusting boy. <laughs> <laughs> Soggy still, bottom. Still funny. Yeah. Um, I'm okay. I'm still hungover. Look at that. Hey. But I got coffee this time. Magic. So yeah, I'm just gonna. This will wake me up. <laughs> How are you? How have you been since the last episode? <laughs> Not bad. It's really weird because, like, you know, last week we technically took another week off because we're lazy <laughs> bastards, and you guys got another dose of uh, Groundhog Day. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, like uh, that was great. Happy Groundhog Day! Happy Groundhog Day, everybody! Uh, I hope he saw his shadow, or I hope he didn't. I don't remember. Yeah, that's right. You don't want him to see his shadow because if he sees his shadow. 
then that means he's going to go back in his hole for six more weeks of winter. But if he doesn't see a shadow, then an early spring is on its way. <laughs> that seems really backwards as well. It's like if it's yeah. sunny and he sees a shadow, you would think like, oh, spring's on its way. But it's the, it's the opposite. It's one of those fucking things. If, if he doesn't see his shadow, then Bill Murray won't have the perfect day. Yeah. But if he does see a shadow, people are going to talk shit about like how there's this weird age gap in this fucking movie <laughs> for like eternity. That's an age gap, right? <laughs> Bill Murray and Andy McDowell? That's definitely an age gap, right? Or don't he just look old? Every film is an age gap. That's why it's like, yeah, shut the we fuck just up. flipped it now and suddenly we have a problem with <laughs> yeah. it. Bullshit. It's hypocritical yeah. is what it is. Yes. We'll get into it. That's the only thing we're going to talk about. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here in the hot seats. We're, we're properly talking about films again this week instead of that madness a couple of weeks ago with the welcome back, you know, nonsense. The Nazi special. The Nazi special where we just didn't really talk about anything and we actually talked about the place where we work. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Weird. Yeah. Fuck that noise. By the way, you can see the film we're about to talk to. Probably, maybe still. I don't know. I don't know which week this is going out. Maybe it's still playing on 35mm or 70mm. It starts showing in 70 in February. This episode goes out like the second week of February, I think. So <laughs> It's either yeah. about to wrap up or just finished. Yeah. Hope you so, saw it. Hope you saw it. It's fucking good. <laughs> hey, spoilers. Spoilers. Hot takes. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, can't help it. Let's just get into it. Phil and I, or maybe not Phil and I, maybe some demon versions of us, uh, spent (laughs) episodes 101 to 117 (laughs) of the Pontrell Cinecast discussing the careers of two men who just happen to be named Anderson. Was it clever? No. Was it funny? Eh. And was it good enough to, you know, us get out of hell and still want to talk about it? Absolutely, because we're lazy bastards. Welcome to Anderson versus Anderson. As you can see, we've had our eye on you for some time now, Mr. Anderson. Anderson, Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. All right, guys, we've been through it all. We've we've seen their entire careers. We've watched every film from Mr. Paul Thomas Anderson and every film from Mr. Wes Anderson. You know, we even watched a Paul W.S. Anderson film to shut you guys up. Which we just remembered. A Noah Baumbach film uh, that happened to be produced by Wes Anderson because it was kind of similar and we liked it. Um, so we're here today. To talk about a brand new film, a we new promised film. a new film. Well, those demons promised, but we're keeping. Up. I mean, they had some sick programming. No, that was a good idea. It was a good idea. Yeah, I don't think anyone gonna... cares about the whole demon thing. Like, you know, it didn't seem like idea. that got over. So we can probably stop beating that dead horse. But I'm gonna keep putting it over. horses, horses heads. Oh man, we really have to do that. Part two. <laughs> Those films are showing at the cinema. They are. <laughs> in 4K. 
I made the joke someone called up and they're like, oh, I got a ticket for Godfather 2. I'm so sorry, I can't make it. Can I swap it to Godfather 3? And I was like, oh, so you just going to swap it to the worst film. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you say that? I said that. And they're like, yeah, I guess. But it was the, it's the coda. It's the coda. It might be good. Still not seen it might that be good. Yeah, it might Maybe. be good. Maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do those. Maybe. Maybe we'll do those. I don't know. I can't fucking look into the future. Yeah. Like, I feel like... <laughs> we don't plan this shit. Yeah, I feel like John and Phil from hell, these demon versions of us, like, actually were really good at planning, but, like, we're really bad. <laughs> they had it down. <laughs> they had it down. So they had we're the just whole trying year. to figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Phil, what film are we talking about this week? The Karichi Pitna. Bozazzi, soggy bottom Soggy bottom boy <laughs> on your pizza. It's a god-awful small affair To the girl with the mousy hair I met the girl I'm gonna marry one day But her mummy is yelling no And her daddy has told her to go Listen, young lady but her friend is nowhere to be seen. So how'd you become such a hot shot actor? I'm a showman. That's what I'm meant to do. To the seat with the clearest view. And she's hooked to the silver screen. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Do you know uh, who my girlfriend is? Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand. Sand. Sand, yeah, like sands. Like the ocean, like beaches. Barbara Streisand? No, but Streisand. Sand. But the film is a sad thing for This is fate that brought us together But she's lived it ten times or more Our roads took us here She could spit in the eyes of fools You're not my director They ask her to focus on Do you really want to see my boobs? Can I touch them? See tomorrow It's weird I hang out with Gary and his friends all the time. <laughs> I think it's weird that I hang out with Gary and his 15-year-old friends all the time. I'm not gonna forget you. Just like you're not gonna forget me. In the San Fernando Valley in 1973, 25-year-old photography assistant Alana Kane, played by Alana Haim, you know, from Haim. <laughs> from the band, Haim. Meets 15-year-old child star with big-time aspirations, Gary Valentine, played by Cooper Hoffman, the son of Philip Seymour Hoffman, as he is in line to get his school picture taken. After Alana becomes Gary's chaperone, because, you know, he like hits on her and she's like no and then 
he's like, you know, hey, come be my friend. And she's like, okay. And then she's like, becomes a chaperone and shit. He introduces her to show business. And together they, I don't know why, they go into business selling waterbeds. Initially successful, the business goes under as a result of the gas crisis, causing a rift in their friendship. Alana finds work on the mayoral campaign of Jill Wax, played by Benny Softie. Boy. While Gary sets his sights on the burgeoning, now legalized, pinball arcade industry. Eventually, as when, you know, they first met, Alana and Gary are drawn to each other once more in the 2021 coming-of-age comedy drama Licorice Pizza, written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Anderson. Phil. Hot takes out the gate. Let's just fucking do it. Hot takes out the gate. This is a new boy. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into it, like we know you need to go watch this. Maybe if spoilers, you know, are gonna come ahead, so maybe watch it. But also, hey, if you like the Pod Charles Syndicast and you've thought about supporting us on Patreon, what you're about to hear is very much the kind of episode you get on patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast when we talk about new films. It's very loose because it's new. We don't have all the fucking info and people writing about it for 10 years to like go mm. rip off, you know, basically rip. That's what those demons do, by the way. They rip off like, you know, people's like hard work for years and years and pass yeah, it off as their own. Original. So, yeah, we're just going to fucking play this, you know, kind of chill. So that's what we do on patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Support us. Anyway, back to the show. Phil, hot takes out the game. Hot take. (laughs) You got to do those Uh, plugs, man. Yeah, you got to. We don't get paid. (laughs) (laughs) I have no money. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's just, it's not going to be the pride. New PTA. Guess what? (laughs) Fucking Phil liked the new PTA movie. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I loved the Courage Pizza. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it would, it was what I wanted. It was sweet and warm and cozy and small. And it's shitload of people in it, like really good people. But they're essentially a series of cameo. And it's actually just like two really good performances from like yeah. Cooper Hoffman and Alana Haim. Like they're both really fucking good, like really natural so and easygoing good. and affable yeah. and like believable and frustrating and all the, in all the best ways. I think they carry it and the film is so centered around them, but I just love it. It's easy to watch fast paced. It feels like a series of vignettes more so than like a fully fledged plot. It, it got that punch drunk feeling. It reminded me like punch drunk of punch drunk, you know, by yeah. way of inherent vice. It's a little boogie nice in there. Yeah. It looks beautiful, sounds beautiful. Johnny Greenwood go again, killing it. Soundtrack, Nick. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think some people might not get into, like, the loose, meandering structure of it. I like that sort of thing. And I know people, it's been proven to be controversial because of the age gap. And we even talked about it last night. And what I'll, I'll say what I said then, it's like, it's not like the movie's not aware of it. It's the biggest dramatic you know beat in the movie essentially it's the mm. only reason they're not together right away yeah it's um because of that age gap and you know i think he it, it works in the movie he plays it well and it's like 
there's an interesting power dynamic where they both offer each other something. So it doesn't. No one is a fucking predator in this movie. No, so it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> we can move on. There's <laughs> far worse shit in the movie. That I'm, why nobody jumping on this fucking like Japanese. Uh, yeah, some people have, accent but, bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Like, but no one yeah. at work talked about that. Could, yeah. That would, and I get it. Seventies, and it doesn't glorify it or like you know normalize it. But it also doesn't challenge it at yeah. all. It just it, it's meant to be funny, but it's really fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The only issues I had were like things I thought were going to happen, and then when it didn't happen, I thought that was unsatisfying. But maybe that was me projecting on it. Like mm. it's quite a simple movie and it's quite repetitive and it's literally it's almost like the same thing happened three times and it symbolized really well with them running. There's a lot yeah, of running in this movie. A lot movie. of running. A film about running. <laughs> her running to him, him running to her and them running to each, to other. each other. I thought yeah. it was fucking beautiful and simple and effective and I just loved being in it. I loved watching it. So yeah, not, it's his best one in a while, I would say. Not, not his, I, we're not going to Maybe next one, do the ranking? Yeah, maybe. I I kind of like forgot about the whole ranking aspect because I so half-assed put this together. But uh, <laughs> What did you think of Lick Pizza? All right, so on the episode a couple of weeks ago where we were just doing our little welcome back and I was talking about films living in my head a little bit rent-free and like, you know, um, like things that just really been sticking with me. Uh, Licorice Pizza has been one of those films, man. It is vibes. It's uh, it's mad vibes. It's so fun, man. Like when I saw it, I, I saw it like the day after it came out or two days after it came out, like properly, because I, I missed all these nice, cool, like preview screenings that we were having and shit. And yeah, I was at the Ritzy in Brixton. Um, cause they were showing it on 35 and I was just like, oh, I really want to catch it on film. That'd be really fun. And it was a nice presentation. Yeah. Like I, I just like walked home with Julia and we were just like walking home like 10, 11, 30 or something like that mm-hmm. at night, completely talking about the entire time about how amazing it was. It was just yeah, like, good. so it was just like a fun watch, man. It was just like good experiences. It felt like being a child again it reminded me of being it did that. 15 running around with my friends and just being silly and just like not it captured having that feeling cares, you know like it's yeah. really fun and i think that's sort of what's magical about the film and like can play like i don't know i i'm we'll talk about the whole like bullshit we get into it but alana heim is amazing in this film i can't believe it amazing. she's yeah. super cool they all are like yeah. all her whole and her whole family. It's her yeah. actual family. Yeah, yeah. Her actual her sisters, her actual mother and father. They're all really great. She's so good. She's so fucking yeah. funny in it. She's it's so good. Like I I I like I think she's just like really fucking cool. Like mm. they have this amazing scene where <laughs> I mean talking about like shit that's sort of problematic and like it's played up because it is like supposed to be problematic, is like PTA, he's got like characters like you, you know, we mentioned uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Michael Higgins playing that racist Japanese restaurant owner. Restaurant owner, yeah. It's fucking weird. And I know mm. he's supposed to be going, and I'm not making excuses because I think it is weird. And every time that guy was on screen, like the idea is funny, like the what he's doing, mm. but it's like, 
the fact that it's existing in this film and like no one's really calling him out for it is kind of like <laughs> I think that's where I think it can be seen as a problem today where like sure, no sure. one's calling him we know it's wrong and I think everyone knows it's wrong and I know maybe at the time it wouldn't be seen as like something that someone would actually call someone out for. And I think that's where PTA is coming from. Cause in the seventies it was like this and that's how people were. And it's kind of fucked up and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And like, I I'm assuming that's where he's coming from, but it's like, you know, we're in 2022 now and you know, mm. or, or 2021 when it was made. And like, he, I don't know. He, like that guy, I don't know. It's like, he never gets his comeuppance or anything. He's just this weird <laughs> fucking like racist character Dude. that's just there and it's strange because he appears a few times but whatever it doesn't matter because he's very inconsequential to the story mm. but there are characters that are kind of like super creepy and sleazy like bradley cooper's character bradley playing Cooper. film producer john peters and john he got Peter. he got permission to from john peters to uh put uh, his you know personage in the fucking film and <laughs> he th- crazy he's crazy and he's creepy and he's gross there's that scene where he's in the truck and he's like oh around her and driving like the truck and takes the wheel takes a wheel and he's just like being super gross and it's really uncomfortable but then like when they like fuck his car up and then like they run out of gas and she just has to put that shit rolling downhill so fucking tense yeah. It's so badass. Like and, and so she's weird. driving the whole time. She's doing it. She's handling it and she's cool as shit, man. Like yeah. that's such a like I feel like a star making performance in that her, little moment. Yeah, her faith is like she you could really see her fucking going for it, concentrate. But that's such a weird thing. That's such like an isolated sequence. Yeah. That he put in the middle of this movie that totally works. And it leads to one of my favorite bits when she's afterward, like the aftermath, and like they've gone to get gas and she's just like yeah. That on the curb and she just like can't believe what she's just yeah. done and she and fucking John Peters is behind her like yeah, smashing like, a window fuck. hitting on two other women yeah. and then over the hill it's fucking uh, Gary and his friend jerking off the fucking gas <laughs> yeah. canister and I love that moment yeah. she's like this is my life I was like this it's is like, a goddamn PTA film as well <laughs> like yeah that, oh my that, god like, that's the sort of shit that screams boogie nights like in a way yeah, yeah, but yeah, this sure. film, like, I've heard that a lot about, like, people talking about, like, all, like, Boogie Nights and Punch Drunk and stuff. And I get it, like, because it has those vibes. It's set in that time period of Boogie Nights, but it has that Punch Drunk, like, dreamlike pace, quality, yeah, dreamlike pace to it. And There's quality. this shot just like it. Yeah. Everything overblown. Stuff. Yeah, which is, like, one of the best. So it's, like, cool. Like, that's what we would want. And also found it very funny that Cooper Hoffman would become, like, dealing with like beds and water beds and stuff and where his father in punch drunk love played a mattress salesman. He was the mattress King. So it's kind of funny. It was like, maybe he becomes the mattress King, Gary Valentine, who knows? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Cinematic universe. Head cannon, man. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Cooper Hoffman's great as well. He's fucking fantastic. And he reminded me of his dad a few times and it was very sweet. It's nice to say he'd lived on in his kids. You know? Yeah. I think I left the cinema because Julie and I were talking about Alana Heim a lot. And then as I left, I also was just like, fuck, I, like if his dad was alive, I think he'd be so fucking proud of him. He's like so yeah, good. He fucking killed like it. Amazing. He's like, like, I think he's 18 now, but he would have been like a teenager when they were filming that and stuff. He's just a kid. So yeah. good. <laughs> so good. So yeah, like, 
I don't have a lot of like info. Like I said at the top, it's just kind of this mm. loose, rough sort of like because Phil and I have just seen it basically, uh, mm. and it's not a lot of shit out about it. But I did find a couple little things earlier, which I thought was kind of funny. So the obviously Alana Heim plays Alana Kane. And then mm-hmm. Cooper Hoffman, he plays Gary Valentine. So that is Valentine. inspired <laughs> by Gary Gottsman, who is a former child star who was uh, in a lot of TV shows and stuff. They were very reminiscent of the stuff that Gary was doing in the film. So mm. it was under like, one roof. Yeah. Under one mm. roof was, I, I think, meant to be sort of a play on that film where there's like 10 billion kids. Um, cheaper by the dozen. Cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> yeah. That he was that Gary Gossman was in, and then also the that whole like TV show that they were on. And I think that was meant to be sort of a play on like Luce, Lucille Ball and stuff. So that's what I said when I was watching it. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of like little plays here and there. And then Gary Gossman actually became a film producer uh, later in life, and he was working with his good friend Tom Hanks, and they co-founded Playtone Pictures. So, dude, I was gonna say do, this boy. movie reminded me of that thing you do a few yeah times. it does and just times, yeah. the way it plays around backstage yeah you know at the tv shows and mm. movie that i wanted like i wanted I more really, of that to be honest me too yeah like i really um enjoyed that pta usual this like historical moment and like just backdrop like the gas crisis the political turmoil the yeah. paranoia yeah, fucking seventies New Hollywood and shit. It's pinball backdrop, being illegal. Yeah. pinball and waterbed. <laughs> it's so of the time, yeah. and yeah, it's made in twenty twenty one, which is really the kind of cool, cool idea. But like, yeah, that was the uh, that was the sort of stuff that was tripping me up. It was like uh, he's an actor, and I thought, oh, we're gonna roll with this. I'm gonna see him do audition to maybe yeah. like a show or a movie, and but like. I guess he's just some like bullshit, like hotshot entrepreneur kid who just wants to get rich and wants to be yeah. famous any way he can. And yeah. when he needs an opportunity, he goes for it. And the whole world centered around him. And yeah. that, that's the argument they have. It's like he's not thinking, he has no idea about the outside world, doesn't give a shit. And Alana trying to do something to make a difference. And mm. I thought that was, that it's very like 15 year old versus 25 year old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was done really well. But yeah, I wanted more of that just because it's, it's really well done and it's done lovingly. And it's, yeah. Like even just John Peter, like I know John Peter from the fucking Kevin Smith story, and I know he's eccentric as fuck. And to see that done so well mm. on screen, but him just threatening everyone and fucking <laughs> yeah. just being crazy. Yeah. Same with like, uh, yeah, Sean Penn and Tom Waits. They're just like I'm saying, like a series of cameos, and it's just a bunch of older guys. Good to get the whole movie with Alana going with an older guy, realizing they're a piece of shit, going back to Gary, who's at least nice to her. Yeah. Until he fucking treats her like shit again. Yeah. And it's just a pinball fucking thing that she's stuck in. Yeah. But because of that, you get to meet a lot of interesting people. In that way, it reminded me a lot of Inherent Vice. He seems to like that kind of ensemble piece. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, which is cool. Like, I think it's done well. Like, you know, if you're doing it in a series of cameos where it kind of all makes sense, I think, like, sometimes... um Sometimes, like, in you know, it's like, okay, I guess this, and we'll t- talk about obviously next week, but like, you could talk about like uh, the way uh, Wes Anderson, because that was a big thing. We talked about how he has these ensemble pieces, and like, mm. some of the people just end up as glorified cameos because like they don't really like they don't do anything and they don't bring mm. any substance to it. And it's fine if you have one or two people who do that, but like at least in this film, the cameos that you do get that are essentially cameos are not very big characters in the film. They at least kind of like 
do something in the film and they're like, you know, kind of bringing, you know, something on like that has purpose to it. Like, so I kind of like that for that fact. Like, you know, you mentioned Sean Penn, he plays Jack Holden. He's based on William Holden. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> we can talk about it. Like, cause PTA gives you a very interesting thing. Like you said, she goes to like the older man, the mm. younger, younger guy. So you get a bit of both. You get the PT- PTA gives you like, you know, the older man and the young woman. He also That's gives you of the age gap. older woman and the young man. So you get yeah. both. But then it. she finally, you know, meets someone that she's interested in her age. Yeah. And for a different reason, they can't be together. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite parts. I wish we got more of fucking Benny Thafty. Benny Thafty is Joel Wax. Motherfucking yeah. Benny Thafty. Isn't he great? Yeah, he's such a good actor, man. He's like, just, isn't he? He's, he's so just great good. to fucking watch. And yeah. you're like, you're like, this is why I like good time. And yeah. like, you so made good. Uncut Gem, dude. He's so like, like so yeah, weird. Like he, he's so he's normal. so good at playing these characters that are just like, got really like, you know, like, I don't know, like just something terrible that they're dealing with, like with like the character mm. in, in time, good time he's a bit like, you know, I guess he's like, like uh, mentally challenged or something, mm-hmm. you know, and he's mm-hmm. just like, he's struggling and it's like, they're both poor and dealing with all that shit. But in this film, you know, he's, a gay man who's hiding his homosexuality because like he he's like in public office and it's totally not acceptable and like no, you know he can't be time. he can't be out and happy and be who he is and it's like yeah. fucking sad <laughs> it's like a really sad part of the film it's a like, sad part and it's also a scary part because they play it off with the guy following him yeah and like you can think of it as many ways you want, like this is the era of the political attempted political assassination, right? Yeah. Post JFK and shit. Mm. So you're waiting for something to happen there, and it doesn't really happen. But just yeah. the notion that it could happen is upsetting enough. Yeah, you know, and like that's a lot of in this movie, just hinting at more. And you just you spend a moment with these people, and because of that, because you don't need the whole story, it makes it seem more real, mm. believable. If that yeah. makes sense. We also get uh, Skyler uh, Gisando as uh, Lance. He's great. He's always oh, great. He's in such everything. a piece of shit. He's so great in everything he's in. He's so hey, fucking I'm fun. Lance. He's great yeah. at playing that character where he's like, oh my God. he's actually like, I'm this, actually an atheist. Like, yeah, he's like this nice guy, but he's just such a like piece of shit. It's, like, yeah. it's so great. Like, yeah, it's one of my favorite lines. He's so good just in like book a smart. regular, a regular. Penis? I don't know. <laughs> what does it look like? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because she like takes him home <laughs> to yeah, her family. To the, yeah. the Jewish, yeah. Oh, so man. Good. He's such a sl- fucking slime ball. And yeah. He's, he's perfect. So he's absolutely perfect. so good. Um, yeah. Fuck, you get the waitress. Mary Elizabeth Ellis plays yeah, uh, Gary's mom, mom. Which is That's great. Nice. And uh, yeah. a couple of fun other little cameos. Obviously, you get Maya Rudolph as uh, Gail. So that was really nice to see her in the film. Never again. enough. Like, never yeah. enough Maya Rudolph. But yeah. yeah I want to see her just like be in a PTA film. Like, yeah, I don't know if that'd one. be cool or not like with them. But Maybe she doesn't want to. Yeah, she might not want to. I don't know. But it'd be great. Like, you know, give me like an Away We Go style film. Just like really fun, oh, but sad. Read my mind. I want it. Yeah. And then you reminded me of something that I completely forgot that I leaned over to Julia to say who this was. We caught the Easter egg, yeah. yeah. The Easter egg in the film. The lovely little uh, secret if you're looking for it. Yeah. So Gary and uh, Alana go to this teen expo 
where there's all these like famous people from all these TV, TV shows and blah, Batmobile's blah, blah. There. Yeah, yeah. Batmobile's there. And then there's uh there's where he decides to set up his waterbed business for the first time to like sell waterbeds, which is very odd, but whatever. And but it's successful, whatever. Fred Gwynn is there if you if you know the monsters, Herman Monster, who looks like a big Frankenstein. It was the famous the monsters TV. Also show. the judge in my cousin Vinny. Go yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, and did he also was he also um in Pet Cemetery? Oh yeah, um, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plays he plays the uh you don't want to bury your kid there, not down there, <laughs> not down there where the pets are buried, <laughs> not past the pet cemetery and the sacred Indian barrel ground. It's about three yards down the way. You don't know, you don't want to cross the river <laughs> and go through the sticks and to the grandmother's house and to you go. You don't want to go down there, you know. Don't do that. If you bury your kid there, he will come back to life. Um, yeah, so he plays that guy. Uh, it's uh, Fred Gwynn. So yeah, who plays him in the film? Who plays Fred Gwynn or Herman Monster? I mean, you, you'll hear it. You'll definitely recognize the voice. But it's an old PTA fave, and you get the you got a big laugh from me. Yeah, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. And he's just telling a bunch of kids to fuck off because they're not open yet. You get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's just like, yes, yes, I'm the real Herman Monster. We're not open yet. <laughs> I Such love a that. Great, great, that great cameo. I completely beautiful. forgot about it. You reminded me of that last night, and I was just like, oh yeah. <laughs> that's one of my favorite bits because it's not they haven't done anything together in ages so it's nice yeah, to see definitely that he's they're still buddies yeah all right so a couple other things i learned about gary gotsman so he actually did uh sell waterbeds so he started a waterbed company and he it's also, a very punch junk again isn't it he's taking a real life story yeah and he also and did a he did it. a pinball arcade so like oh god damn yeah, it. so Gary Gottsman really is Gary Valentine. So I guess they became friends and PTA got permission to kind of like nick all these stories and stuff. That's cool. I mean that makes sense because obviously it's based off a real story. But I mm. thought genuinely what I thought was gonna happen. And I think this is just because the movie was initially called Doggy Bottom. Mm-hmm. I thought he would do, you know, could he keep having business ideas and he would do three. Yeah. And the first one would be Snuggy Bomb, Fat Bernie, it failed. The second one would be Pimble Palace, which is the last one. But I thought that would fail. And then he'd do one more, and it would be the record store. And it would be called Licorice Pizza. Snack time! I'm desperate for good times, although it seems hopeless. But if we have a snack time, our hope will grow. Oh, oh. Snack time. <laughs> it was a good time to call a snack time that was a good segue but yeah that's what i was expecting and i'm like because i was like i was waiting for the title to drop because they don't even go to a record store yeah nobody said anything i i like the title no, no, like dusty doesn't like the title i like it especially i like it a lot more than Snuggy bomb yeah 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 i don't it beyond just like that the term it's very 70s california yeah i guess beyond that it doesn't really pertain to anything in the story. Yeah, I mean, PTA did say that I think, like, you know, obviously it is a record store, but he also said that uh, 
you know, there's two things with being a child. It's licorice and pizza. They're like two things that kind of go with being a kid back in the day, you know? So sure. Speaking of which, I'll take it. Uh, the film is called licorice pizza. I did not get a, you know, a, what is it? A nappy or something? Um, for soggy bottom or whatever, like some shitty underpants. Uh, so I got some Ricola. Ricola. Uh, Looks like a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, it does. So <laughs> these are um, sugar-free, which nice. is the reason why I got them, because I'm not eating mm. sugar. And it's goddamn hard doing snack time these days, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Sweetened with stevia. I hope it's poisoned, like in uh, Breaking Bad. Oh my god! Um, Mouth-wateringly good Swiss herbal sweets, licorice. I'm not happy to do this. Do you normally like licorice? licorice. Yeah, I I like. uh, I was gonna say I like like Twizzlers, like the the like fruity flavored licorice, but not like this shit. Um, So. I have a lot of them, and I'm going to hope that somebody else likes them because I'm not going to finish these. You can give them to Stevie. No sugar. (laughs) (laughs) They're not bad. I mean, they're not the worst licorice I've Mm. had. But I I don't know. I don't know. You're not sure? Not sure about them. I don't know if I'd have any more. It's not making me want to spit it out, which is most most of the time what licorice does. So maybe it's because it's not super sweet or something. I don't know. Mm. How many water beds do you give it? Just one, though. Because <laughs> it's oh, still that man. gross, like, licorice flavor. That's mad disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> what did I have, you get? I went to my... Uh, not New Nation. I don't know what it was. A local. I went to a local, local. shop, and they they have lots of kind of uh, crisp, like weird foreign crisps and weird flavored crisps. And I went in, I was like, "There's bound to be something pizza flavored," and I found this. I don't know what this is. Lotto pizza <laughs> snack. <laughs> what snack? It says snack on it. Not like wow. fucking perfect for snack time. I think this looks amazing. I, I th- really want to try this. <laughs> I think it's a pizza flavored onion ring. Oh. No. But yeah, I don't know because like the back is not in English. Oh. So I don't know what the fuck this is. Um, but I'm going to try it. This might That's be it looks like, one of your right? all-time snack times for like just a random, like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. Well, it's good that I got the licorice and you got the pizza. That's fitting. Yeah, we covered it. Yeah, I mean, that's what it looks like, right? Unless they're just... Yeah, they do look like Funyuns or something. I tried Funyuns. They were not good. They smell funny. They smell funky, man. Nice and crunchy. Does it taste like pizza? Not really. Mm. Huh? There's an air of it. It's got that weird, like, cheese and tomato sort of flavoring, but... It's kind of soft. It's kind of chewy. It's got the, you know, like integrity of like a Cheeto. They're good though. They don't really yeah. taste like food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> and it has that aftertaste of like, this could make me sick. Yeah. You know, I want you to know how hard it is to, for me to eat right now. Because <laughs> I've been, I'm so hungover. I have so much whiskey inside me. 
I've been shitting all day. <laughs> oh man, these are pretty good though. This is a nice surprise. It's something I wouldn't have tried. So Lotto pizza snack. Try one. I've I've had a few like you know these American pizza like you know American snacks that do pizza flavors. So like Goldfish does a pizza flavor. Uh, I know Pringles do, but they didn't have any. Does a pizza flavor, but like. They never taste like pizza, so I don't really ever get them. I just prefer like they a don't. cheese. Give me the cheese flavor. Um, well, how many times have you gotten arrested for being the wrong guy? For murder. For murder, for being the wrong guy. Pin the wrong guy. I'll go safe. I'll say three. Three. It's good. It's good, not great. Yeah. But, I mean, I want more now. I'm worried uh, it, my stomach won't agree with it. So oh, okay. I'm give it a minute. Yeah. But, they're good. They're I'm pulling good. for your stomach, not agreeing with it for my editing sake. Um, later, <laughs> <laughs> asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read that PTA apparently got the idea for this film because he was like walking past like a middle school back in the day. I think it was like 2001 or something, and he saw like this young kid nagging a female photographer, and he thought it'd be like kind of funny if you just kind of played on that story. Of a young man and a a bit of an older woman having a weird relationship. Mm. So that's what we get. And of course, that's what everybody's been talking about. Yeah, that's been the discourse. The discourse. Around this movie. Now, I will say, before we get into it, uh, and I told you this last night. I think like, yeah, it's an annoying discourse. It's as annoying as like people on Twitter who can't shut the fuck up about Martin Scorsese and like Marvel, Marvel films. Who gives yeah. a fuck? Like, cough. Yeah. Who cares? Um, everybody's entitled to their opinions to like say whether or not they like fucking Marvel movies. It doesn't matter. Mm. And I don't need to see another article, clickbait article about it. Oh my god! Yeah. So that's what it's starting to feel like with this discourse, and I'm. T- you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion of like whether or not they think it's bad or good or weird or not, whatever. Mm. I don't care, but like we're going to talk about our own feelings of it, of course. And you guys can have your opinions on it as well. And I feel free to reach out to us at the PCC podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or you can hit us up at podcastprincharlescinema.com uh, via email. Let us know your opinions, uh, how you felt about these things, and we'll read them out you know, on our next um, episodes after these uh, couple of Anderson versus Anderson episodes, we'll bring a little yeah. bit of user feedback back into the the mix. Um, and, Cause it's always nice to hear from you guys. Anyway, I just kind of want to hear what you guys think, but uh, yeah, the discourse, I told you last night that I think there's like, you know, it's like Eric Bischoff said, wrestling reference controversy creates cash. <laughs> um, I've not heard people talk about a PTA film as much as I've heard them talking about this one. I feel yeah. like that. Like, it, you know, I've worked in the cinema for like eight, like seven going on eight years now. And I've been for the most part during that period of time doing my job that I'm doing now in the PR and marketing and social media and all that stuff. And I actually have to like hear and learn about what's going on. So I know how to do my job better. Um, so, in that f- time period, we've had Inherent Vice come out, which was like buzzy amongst, you know, the cinema. Mm, in a file. Yeah. And then we had Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread, which 
was more of like it looks great maybe it, it played could, to a different it crowd plays to a different crowd maybe it, it's a mm. the swan song for daniel day lewis like you know mm. you get it's i don't know but it didn't feel like it's it headier it was harder to engage with yeah, yeah. it didn't have buzz yeah. and this has buzz like so much buzz and it's like mm. is it you know annoying yeah sure but like whatever like at least people are talking about it yeah maybe i like that people are, are talking it, about it you know yeah so the more the better i want his movie to make money yeah <laughs> so he keeps making movies because i think he's fucking great so the obviously the big issue is whether or not like it's creepy or awkward that this you know 25 year old girl is hanging out with this boy and we had this discussion last night it was going on amongst some of the cinema staff members and stuff. yeah it was a big conversation yeah, actually which yeah. i only caught like bits of somehow but mm. yeah it's interesting because like there's going to be the people who would say that like you know you know the age gap is fucking weird and you know it's horrible and you know it's like she's a pedophile but they never fuck <laughs> yeah the okay, the biggest weird part for me, I think, was the very end where it made it go like, "Ooh, okay." Where she goes, like they kiss each other, and she goes, "I, I love you, Gary." But I also look at it as a way of like friends saying that they love each other, and they, they kind of love need each, each other. other. In yeah. a weird way, it's a very symbiotic relationship. And I think it was the perfect choice to end it there. Yeah, because. They probably won't stay together. Yeah. I mean, they it's aren't about really young, good for each love. other. Yeah. Long-term. It's about the trappings and, you know, exhilaration mm. of young love and yeah. how messy and weird and uncomfortable it can be. I thought that would be a good way to do it. If they hook up at the beginning and then the, the rest would just be a horrible fucking movie where you're like, yeah. why are they doing this? But like, it could end on a nice moment. Yeah. And I think it. At that point, it's more, it's just more complicated than that. And it, it's not like a f- something, like I said before, it's something in the film explored, examined, and like it is creepy at times and it yeah. is weird at times. They fucking talk about it a lot. She's done that a lot. She brings that, it up. She even goes, like, it's fucking weird that I'm hanging out with Gary and his 15 year old friends. Great line. Yeah. But you understand why she's yeah. doing it. Yeah, and it's like, I don't mind the discourse because people talking about it. It's this thing of like, I don't like the sentiment ever of this is what you can and can't say in a movie. Yeah. Oh, it's what you can and can't do. It's like, if you don't like it, just don't watch it. Like you don't, it's not for you then. If it, if you, if you're like, eh, this is weird, I don't like this, that's fine. Yeah. It doesn't then become, fuck that movie because they did this. It's like, what, then we can't just make we can't have films like that, especially PTA films that are very slice of life and very grounded and f- weird and, you know, realistic. And it's just, they're, they're always full of really flawed people mm. with very specific characteristics. And you have that here. It's so realistic too, though. Like I said, it reminded me a lot of me being 15 and stuff. And like, mm. I was hanging out with nothing but older people when I was 15 because mm. I went to a high school in Southern Virginia where like everybody's like idea of a good time on the weekend was going to like the lo- like the football game at the high school and like, or the basketball game or like, you know, you know, actual high school stuff. And I, I didn't give a fuck. I got into punk rock and I was playing in bands and like, you yeah, know, yeah. the little local music scene and hanging out with all these like fucking freaks, like these, no, you know, hippies too. and yeah. all sorts of crazy shit. And I just like got into this crowd of 
much older people. And I saw and did stuff like, you know, that was like stuff I probably shouldn't have been doing at 15, similar to this. Like, you know, you're just getting into a whole bunch of crazy shit and problems and trouble. And I mean, like, like it was never bad. I'm not trying to paint this bad picture of my like, you know, childhood, but you know, you're just like hanging out with older people and like you're doing adult type things at the age of 15 is fucking silly. And that's what this is. And it's very much like I hung out with people who were like, in their twenties, late twenties or thirties or something who were hanging out with us younger kids because it made them feel younger. And that's what I think she's going through. She's like having this crisis of like not being able to find herself. And I'm 32 years old and I still feel like that. And like, you Mm. know, yeah. So it's like, it's a very relatable thing of being like, you, you can relate on being like, Hey, I was 15 once and I had all this blast. Gary has no fucking care in the world. He can do whatever he wants. He's in control of everything. His life is like, you know, the the world is his oyster. And he's like, he's he can do whatever he wants. If something fails, he whatever, pick himself up and jump back in it. I used to be like that when I was 15. I used to like fucking book gigs and blah, blah, blah. And my confidence is shattered now. And I feel like I can't <laughs> fucking do anything now. And that's like riddled with anxiety, what, yeah, depression. Alana, she's like, fuck, yeah. I'm an adult. And I like. Like, I'm going to be taking pictures my, of kids forever. Yeah, yeah, and the only time I feel fucking comfortable and fine and in control of myself is maybe when I'm, like, having to chaperone this 15-year-old kid around. Yeah, because she, she, yeah, she had the chip pocket. And we're talking about age gap and stuff and, like, when it's fucking weird and not. and Well, you get the weird age gap with Sean Penn. And uh, he's fucking creeping all over her and stuff, but she goes for it because she's trying to make Gary jealous and stuff. And it's like a funny yeah. little thing. And she and doesn't actually to... care, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's really funny. On the other hand, think about like every film where there's a weird age gap that makes you feel uncomfortable. It's always like the older man and the younger woman. So it's nice to flip it. But if you think of it in the context of this film, who has the power here? Gary has the power. Power dynamic is always a big thing in these like relationships where there's an age gap and, you know, the men and the women like dealing with like uh, who who's like, you know, controlling someone. And is it right that this younger woman is being controlled by this older man and blah, blah, blah. I mean, in this film, you know, you can ask that same question. Is it right that this older woman's hanging out with this younger kid? But he has everything he's like a fucking child star and he's going like she even said you're going to be a fucking millionaire one day or something you know like yeah by the time he's 16 so he's he's like he knows what he's doing and she has no idea and he has all the power still here so it's still the man she had with the power, power but she had the power in a different way yeah you know what i mean like yeah. she she doesn't have something that he wants yeah like he wants to be with her wants yeah. to like go out with her and she obviously won't let him yeah because the age gap so then that and that's how they're sort of equalized yeah but they're so they clearly love each other and they're clearly really good friends and they together they make a really good team and that's why they keep coming back to each other it's like this weird magnetic pull they get getting pulled apart and then thrown back together and whether it's because of them or outside forces it's really interesting to yeah, watch yeah. just the two, two people revolve around each other and this like he does a really good job of building a world in this. Like just you know the bar they go to, you know the diner they go to, you know the streets, the hills. You know it all by mm. the end. You know the valley, and that's really fun to see them running around, hanging out. Yeah, really enjoyed that. I thought that was done well. 
I I trying to remember the context around it, but there was this like one scene. I think it's one of the funniest things in the whole entire film. And it's so random and it's such a PTA thing. And it made me laugh so hard in the cinema. So there's this like bit where Alana is sort of like, I think she's having like a bit of a blow up. It could have been the whole thing with her, her family and Lance and stuff and, and all that. And or her and Gary. Thinking about you think, think her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that. She, but like, she goes outside, like, and she's sitting like, thing. it's this like hilarious thing. It's so short. And she just sits outside. It looks like and, the beginning of a scene. Yeah, yeah. And her like sister just comes out and like says something to her. And she's like, what the fuck off? <laughs> it's so funny. It's just like, for <laughs> no said, reason. It was like, it's, it's context that just like, there's no context to it. It's just like to tell her sister to fuck off. But it's it's just so great. great. It literally, it just great. cut to them smoking outside. Yeah. And Danielle, the other high, yeah. just, uh, just going, you need to stop fighting with people at the time. And she yeah. just yelled back, yeah. fuck off, Danielle. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets up and walked out. So it's good. so good. Yeah. I love it. And uh, I loved her family dynamic again. Yeah. Reminded me of Punch Truck a lot. It reminded me of the yeah. scenes with Sam. Sort of like overbearing with family. Everyone who's yeah. got it together and they know what they're doing and stuff. And you're just feeling lost. Yeah. Her it's dad, Punch I thought, was really with funny. With a woman. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. I, it great. That thing she comes home from the fucking uh, waterbed store, and she's like in a bikini or whatever because yeah. she's like the the host at the door yeah. ushering people in, and she just walked home like uh, that. And he, she just walked into the house nonchalantly, and her dad's like, "Excuse me, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? What the fuck?" <laughs> and again, cut away. Like they don't even have the conversation. Yeah. It's brilliant. So yeah. so funny. So good. It's lots of lovely little moments like that that make the film. Loved it. I, I love this film. It was fun, man. I I really wanna, really wanna see it again. It's fun. I really do. I really do recommend it. It's really easy to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Even if you don't like like PTA flick, I think this one would work for you. Absolutely. So yeah, at the time we're recording this, it is the twenty first of January. So this episode will be out in February. But I am like definitely keen to try to go catch it like in february when it's playing from 70 millimeter um mm. so if you for some reason if it's still playing hopefully it is you should try to catch it um i'm sure we'll be showing it every so often if the print is available to us either that or the 35 so that's good i mean we need that shit i'm glad pta is still shooting on film and i'm glad we're still able to show it at the prince charles cinema um yeah. another pta movie in the bag yeah i mean like wrapping it up I mean there's lots of like good music in it like you said the Johnny Greenwood score is great there's the theme that's just called Licorice Pizza that's really cool it kind of plays throughout mm-hmm. um, I mean then you got like a few of the songs like there's a few songs I was listening to the soundtrack earlier Softly Whispering I Love You by The Congregation is really cool there's July Tree by Nina Simone there's that's a cool. Donovan song that's like uh, Baraba Jagal or whatever however you say it but he says it throughout the uh, song and it's really kind of cool of course there's Life on Mars by Bowie that would do it really well right when he's running down the queue of cars yeah then we get uh, But Your Mind by Sonny and Cher really solid song no Sonny just Cher <laughs> <laughs> and then I think one of the songs of the film is uh, Let Me Roll It by that was Paul it. McCartney and Wings Plus, Thank you watching. for telling me. I was about to ask you, what is that song when yeah. you're lying on this? I'm like, it's Let Me Roll With It or something. That song is fucking sick, yeah, dude. I've yeah. never heard it before. Well, I, I was just watching, like, you know, it's sort of the tail end of the end of franchise because I think we were talking about it a little bit as we were recording those last few episodes of the last season. But, like, we 
we were uh, talking about uh, Get Back because it had just come out around that time mm. and stuff. So, uh, and I was fucking obsessed with that when we were watching it, Julia and I. So it was cool to hear that song shortly after, and it sounds like fucking rad, you know? <laughs> so it's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so far it's made 14.5 million on a $40 million budget. So Not bad. It's kind of usual PTA territory. Yeah. Hopefully it does a little bit better. It's a, you know, it's still kind of fresh. So, you know, I'm sure those numbers will go up a little bit. But I like this film. Go see it if you can. If you don't want to, it's cool. Just like stop tweeting about it. It's fine. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I bet yeah. a lot of the people who are getting upset about haven't fucking seen it. Yeah. They're like, just go see you don't it. Go cool here. It's the you same anti-vaxxer fucking people. No, like, it's no, it's just, not. Just uh, see it. I don't want to put it. people in boxes. Like, and that's why you shouldn't put yeah. this film in a box. Just go see it. You know? I, I, it makes you feel weird. I Fair enough. Who I'll cares? Put my stamp on it. Right? You know? Put my stamp on it. Recommend. Yeah, I recommend as well. And coming from someone who's not always so on board with the PTA films. Actually, most of the later ones I'm fine with. Mm. Um it, you know, I'll, I'll close by saying I hate it, Boogie Nights, but I love this and it's got the same vibes, but it just feels like it's coming from someone who's so much more grown up. So much more mature and just dealing with like the same thing, but in like... There's lots of immaturity in it, but it's done really yeah. well, you know? Yeah, and he just, I like it. He had this really like, it's warm yet uncompromising look at people. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I think he just done that well. Like Phantom Thread did it well as well, but it's like it's a, it's a harder movie to engage with. Quite cold, quite. Although Phantom um, Thread's one of those living in my fucking mind films. Oh yeah, I mean like that's so, so, so yeah, so good. Yeah, so especially good. if you're like in a relationship. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know that's the that's one to yeah. think about. But yeah, no, look, it will stick with you, but like in a good way. Yeah, it's yeah. fun and it's a good movie to watch right now fucking freezing and it'll warm you up yeah definitely it's a it feels like summer it's vibes the summer movie yeah. it's literally summer girl by Heim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen we'll be back next week as we put a pin for good probably for now for now and anderson versus anderson with an anthology for the ages. Wes Anderson's French Dispatch. We were just talking about like how it's not okay to do yeah. Japanese accent. And do you say French? I'm like, ho, 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 ho. Yeah. Oh, it's a very white nation. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. It's fine. I have French Relax. In my family. It's cool. <laughs> we did the dude, we're gonna do it's gonna be bad, right? Yeah. It's gonna be like the Amelie episode. Yeah. I feel like that we were like really offensive. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a golden episode though. <laughs> that, that's a golden age of the That was like me and you done. like early days clicking. Clicking. Yeah. Properly clicking. Clicking yeah. clacking. And now look at us. Fucking <laughs> insane. <laughs> well, ladies and Off gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Catch us next week. If you want to follow the podcast, it's at the PCC Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And you can hit us up at podcastprincecharlescinema.com via email. If you like the podcast, you want to support us, we don't get paid to do this. Uh, we just do it out of the good nature of our heart. 
um, <laughs> you want to support us <laughs> uh, and get bonus episodes and early access to all these episodes each and every week, hit us up at patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Phil and I are going to try to do some good bonus episodes soon. I'm going to have some good bonus episodes with Aria. And plus, like I said, every week you get their early access to this. And once franchise starts up, you'll get those early episodes as well. Uh, Bill, where can people find you? I'm at Twitter. I'm at Twitter. I'm on <laughs> my far away fan on Twitter and, and in real life and at the regular film. And um, I'm at the cinema. At the Come around. Come down. Just don't yell at me. Just please stop. Just please stop. Hopefully that's stop. over by the time this episode's gone out. I mean, it's long. Past. Yeah, I'm tempting fate here. Yeah. And it was always on your shift too. We didn't even say that. It was like, I think it happened three, like it was three in a row. Four, three four or row. five times, and it was three of them were on your show. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> and the, and I've missed the last one. It was the only one I wasn't there for. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, be nice to Phil. He needs it. Yeah, he eat Lotto, eat Lotto pizza snack wherever you can find it. Yeah, made by Best Food. They better fucking give us some money for this. You gave them three, like three arrests on your record. For <laughs> I mean, I think it's like Eastern European, maybe. Mm. There's lactose in it. Oh man, you're and really gonna be shitting later. Sulfur, sulfur? I don't think that's. The, I'm trying to translate that can't it. That be right. Oh wait, wait, wait! I found the English. Okay. Corn snack with pizza taste. <laughs> Ingredient: corn grits, corn flour, potato flour, with sulfite, rice flour, milk protein (bracket lactose), sunflower oil, cheese powder (bracket lactose), paprika. Pizza flavor six percent. That's why it wasn't that. Pizza. Bacon flavor. What, is what the pizza fuck? Flavor, Mushroom flavor. What the fuck? Paprika flavor. Two hours later. An iodized salt. May con- contain traces of gluten and peanuts. Why the fuck is- would there be peanuts in there? After <laughs> <laughs> me, that best food. They I'm say waiting. that on like every snack. It's like everything is made at the. It's just to cover factory. them. Uh, <laughs> Poor peanut allergy kids can't eat anything. Yeah, and they're fucking made from this like black and white factory in Poland, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's the on the set of the next Wes Anderson film. <laughs> there we go. See you next week. We did it. See ya. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.